Hello friends and welcome back to the Small Business Sales and Strategy Podcast. This is our 17th episode together and I'm so thrilled that you've joined me again today. Today's episode is a little bit different. It is a recording of a workshop that I hosted inside of my Small Business Community for Women Facebook group and I wanted to share this with you because I wanted to give you an insider look at what is available inside of our community. Before we dive into the episode, I want to make sure that you are prepared for 2024 with the sales skills and sales and marketing strategy that will allow you to hone in on your customer and their needs, serve your community well, build your revenue, and make you confident going into any sales conversation that you could possibly have. I have three options to work with me. The first is speaking engagements. I do workshops and trainings at conferences and local events here in the greater Houston area. I'm also available for virtual events. The second way that you can work with me is I can provide you and your team different levels of sales training so that you have the skills and are ready for those sales conversations. The first training that I offered is called Unleash Strategic Curiosity. It's where we take the information that you'll learn in this episode today, and we will apply it to your business and develop conversations and questions that you need to qualify your customers and to make sure that you're solving a problem for them and serve them well. The second training that I offer is a full sales process and method training from starting at identifying your ideal customer and how to find those people all the way through closing the sale and the follow-up process that's involved. That's called people-focused sales. And I would love, love, love to sit down with you and your team, teach you how to sell to your potential customers, as well as serving your community well. And both of those trainings are available in person in the greater Houston area. If you're in Texas, let me know where you're at because I might be able to make it work in person. Otherwise, we can schedule virtual trainings and get together online. The third way you can work with me is scheduling a strategy session. And that is where we dive deep into your business, what you're doing, what you're not doing, where you're marketing, where you're not marketing, how you're finding your customers, and we will build a sales and marketing strategy that you can easily implement into your day-to-day and week-to-week so that you can continue building your business and increasing your sales. If any of those three options are of interest to you, there are two ways to get in touch with me. One is to send me an email at hello at lindsayfletcher.co, or you can go to my website at lindsayfletcher.co, click on the speaking training tab, and you can schedule a connection call with me through my website. All of this information will be in the show notes for today's episode, and I look forward to hearing from you. Let's get going with today's episode. I hope you enjoy this little workshop, and if you have any questions, as always, please do reach out to me. Are you an overwhelmed business owner who struggles to meet your sales goals, but you feel like you're working so hard? Hey, I'm Lindsay, a Jesus-following wife and mom of four. I'm also an award-winning medical device sales rep turned sales and business strategist, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Small Business Sales and Strategy Podcast. 
I'm here to help you develop the skills and strategies you need to sell your services and products with ease so that you can grow your business, serve your community well, and ultimately live the life you dream of. Grab your coffee and a notebook or your tennis shoes and take me on a walk. You're in the right place. Are you ready to dive in? Let's go. Okay, so I want to talk about sales and selling and how you can serve your community well through selling. And I loved this quote by Martin Luther King Jr. is everyone can be great because everyone can serve. I think everyone can serve because everyone can learn to sell. So a little bit about me. I worked in corporate America for the majority of my career. Um, I am a former medical, whoops, I'm a former medical device sales rep, and I grew a very bottom performing, bottom of the barrel territory from about between $400,000 and $500,000 a year, which is like nothing in medical device sales, um, to about $5 million in in, um, sales over the course of just three years. And I'm now a small business owner. I, after, after I was a territory rep, then I was a sales manager and I was responsible for a team of, um, seven awesome women. And then, um, COVID hit and like a lot of people, you know, um, you know, the world just kind of turned upside down and I just decided that that wasn't how I wanted to live my life anymore. So now I'm a small business owner. I have used the same um, sales and marketing strategies and techniques and skills that I use to grow my territory in corporate America to grow our um, small business. So I um, I was at the top of my company while I was a sales rep for all three years that I was there, and um, we are growing this business faster than we could ever imagine. So um, I hope that you'll stick with me through this this presentation. Okay. So today we're going to talk about changing your definition of sales. We're going to talk talk about what sales is, how you all feel about it, and um, then I'm hoping to change your mind on what sales actually is. Then we're going to talk about understanding your customers and how to communicate more effectively with your customers so that you can then better serve your community as a whole. Hey, Mandy, I just saw you popped on. Thanks for joining. Okay, so in the chat, those of you that are here, I would love to know what what is the first thing that pops into your brain when you hear the word sales. So I'm going to wait just a second here and you tell me. The majority of the time, it is negative, has a negative connotation. So I'd love to hear what you all think when you hear the word sales. Cold calls. Yep. Calling people. Yeah. Sales used to be yucky. Yay. Mandy's heard this talk before. Building relationships. Maria, love it. Love it. Sales gets a bad rap because when people are selling, they often, oh, sorry, they often take a me first attitude. And that is yucky. It is icky. It does feel gross when you are trying to sell something, convincing people, right? When you are trying to sell something that you A, don't need know if they need, B, you don't know if you're solving a problem for them, 
and C, you're just trying to line your own pockets. And I want to talk about my definition of sales. So sales to me is building relationships. It's learning how to effectively communicate with your customers or people who are potential customers. It's solving problems and it's serving your community. So when you are solving problems, you are serving through selling. And I want to talk about this effective communication piece because this is the part that is the secret sauce in sales. It's the part that you have to do well. You have to learn and practice and continue practicing and continue putting to the test over and over for you to be a masterful salesperson so that you can serve your community through your business. So what does serving mean? Serving means putting the needs of others over yourself. That sometimes means saying, hey, I don't think I have a solution for you. Or, hey, I don't think I have a solution for you, but my friend over here that does a similar thing to me offers something a little bit different than I do, and I'd love to, to connect you with her. So serving means putting others before yourself. It means focusing on their needs and their wants over lining your own pockets. So effective communication impacts business relationships and personal relationships. And everything that I'm talking about today in this little workshop can be applied to your personal relationships too. And I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about that as we go, but sales, anytime you are having a conversation with an opinion, you are selling, you are in sales. So every time that you get into a conversation and you're trying to convince someone of something or persuade them to see it your way, you are selling. So everyone from the person who answers the phone in your small business, they are selling friendliness and warmth, and they are selling the first impression that people make for your small business. All the way to the preacher who's standing up in the church service on Sunday. And this is not to dog, like not to dog or demean, but the preacher is selling Jesus. And I, I can't stress to you enough that every single human is in sales. No matter what you're doing, you're in sales. You may own an accounting business. You may own an accounting company. You may own a mortgage company. You may own a real estate company, but you are in, a, you are a sales and marketing person that owns that type of company. So let's talk about effectively communicating. How do we communicate more effectively with our customers? I'm going to teach you about buying styles today. Buying styles are basically just decision-making styles. So it's all about how people take in information and they use it to determine whether they want to buy, whether they want to move forward, whether they want to agree with you. So buying styles are just decision-making styles. Maria, you over-communicate. Girl, same. I, I, you'll, you'll, you'll understand why here in a few, here in a few minutes. So let's talk about buying styles and decision-making styles. Buying styles are, are a way for us to effectively communicate with our customers so that we can better serve our community so that we can reach more people. And so let's talk about buying styles. 
a little precursor to the buying styles is that I want you to know some information about them first. No buying style is the best. It doesn't mean that you're better than another human. Um, we typically have a primary and a secondary buying style. So one that is dominant and, and is your primary buying style. And then depending upon who you are, you may have a secondary buying style. Most people have two with a primary and a secondary. If they have a third buying style, it is likely a learned behavior. So for example, um, my background is in audiology. I have a doctorate degree in audiology from Indiana University, go Hoosiers. I also graduated from Purdue University, so go Boilers, if any of my Indiana people are watching me. I am a split human. Um, but I learned how to analyze and dive deep into details. It's not natural for me. It's not something that I do easily, but it is a it is a learned skill. So if someone has a third buying style, it's usually a learned skill because of the, the, the job that they're in, the education and training that they've had. And again, no buying style is the best. And this is not a personality. This is not a personality screening or test or something that you... Um, you know, it, this isn't personalities. This is how we make decisions and, and how we choose to buy. You can have a great personality in the, any of these four buying styles. So let's get started. You'll notice um, the there this little pie here is uh, chopped into four slices. We've got relators, achievers, analyzers, and sympathizers. And you'll notice on the outside of that, that circle, um, you'll notice recognition at the top of relators and achievers, outcomes on the side of achievers and analyzers, security at, at the bottom with sympathizers and analyzers, and relationships with um, sympathizers and relators. Where you where that kind of intersects is what the person really is looking for. So achievers are looking for recognition and outcome. Sympathizers are looking for relationships and security. <laughs> realtors. Nope, not realtors. Relators. Okay. So let's dive in here. Let's talk about relators and let me move me so that you can see the whole slide. Um, relators like recognition and relationship. They buy from people that they like. Personal connection is super, super important. So you need to build rapport and provide social proof. What are others saying about this? What are others doing with this product or service? How are how is this Im impacting their lives? Relators are talkative, they're outgoing, they're optimistic. Typically, they are impulsive on decisions. Again, if they like you, they'll buy from you. And they love to get personal. So before you jump into your sales pitch or your product or service, you're really gonna wanna get to know a relator. They love um, compliments, they are fast paced, and they're not really interested typically in the fine details. They're also very collaborative. So they're gonna want a little bit of handholding. If they like you, they're gonna want you around to witness what's going on. Again, they like recognition and they like relationships. Let's dive into the next one. Achievers like recognition and outcomes. So achievers are focused on how to get results and they tend to make decisions very quickly. 
they're direct and to the point and they're um, ready. You need to be ready to show proof of results. Achievers are results driven. Like I said, they're pretty direct. They're quick to decide. They love facts. Keep the small talk to a minimum or kind of limited. Um, they want to go right into what it is that you're there for. Achievers are risk takers and they initiate change and they like to be in charge. So achievers, again, are recognition and outcomes driven. And they want to be told how to do it. They're going to ask a lot of the how-to questions, but they also want to be told they're doing a good job or that they've made the right decision. So let's move on to the next one. Sympathizers are all about relationship and security. So sympathizers are safety and security driven. They are patient. They're typically reassuring and listen for others' concerns. They need time to make decisions. So this, when you're selling and when you're having, when you're communicating with sympathizers, it's going to take them a little while longer. The sales process typically takes a little while longer than it does for the other three buying styles because they really want to understand. They really want to make sure that they're making a safe decision and they really need you to build trust with them before you ask for the sale. Sympathizers are typically warm and attentive. They're emotionally driven. They're supportive. They're team players. So if they're the business owner, they're likely going to ask their entire team for input and feedback. They are going to, if they're the team leader, they're going to ask, you know, they're going to ask their teammates what they think and what their opinions are. And they're really going to take the, that information to heart. Again, they like safe decisions. They want to make sure that they're avoiding risks and change. They don't like change. And again, they're, they're super concerned with others and they want input from other people. So they're relationship driven and they're super security driven. The next person in the four buying styles is the analyzer. Analyzers are data and fact driven. So be ready to share the journal articles, the peer reviews, the data, the, all the data, all the facts. You want to make sure that you are reserving your emotional energy because they are the least of the emotional buyers in the four buying styles. They will do their own research. So they will take the information that you give them. They will then go and search to A, see if you're telling the truth. B, see if they can find a better option. C, they will look for um, other options on the market that do different things. They wanna make sure that they're making the right decision, but that they also know all of the information that would go into making this decision before they make the decision. They are organized, they're usually well-versed, and they are, you need to be ready for questions. They're going to ask you a lot of questions and they'll probably dive pretty deep into the details. Again, they're detail-oriented, they love logic and facts, they ask a lots and lots and lots of questions. This buying style is also a slower one in the, in the sales process, so analyzers are pretty organized. They're deliberate in their decisions. 
Again, they're going to research all the options and they love peer reviews. So I would come with the social proof for this one as well as the data driven um, results. Again, they're all about outcomes and security and they are slow to make decisions because they don't want to be wrong. And when I say they don't want to be wrong, it's that they want to make sure that they are making the correct decision and that they have explored all the options so that they know this is the best option for them. So what's your buying style? Mine is, I'll tell you a little bit about mine. I am an achiever. The majority of me is an achiever. And then the there's a little part of me that is a relator. I want to like you, to buy from you, but I don't have to. And that's the achiever in me. Yes, Maria, analyzers have spreadsheets. I'm married to an analyzer and he can put nearly everything that we do into a spreadsheet some way or somehow. So tell me what your buying styles are. What's your primary and what's your secondary? You may notice when you identify your own buying style and then you start identifying other people's buying styles that you have trouble communicating with another type of buying style. Typically, when you look at this whole circle, it's the person opposite of you, the, the buying style opposite of your primary one that you have trouble communicating with. Like I said, I'm an achiever and I like risks. I don't mind being uncomfortable. I don't like it, but I don't mind it. And I like being pushed outside of my comfort zone. Whereas sympathizers on the direct opposite of the circle is a, they're risk averse. They don't want to make fast decisions. They want to take their time and make sure it's safe. So you'll see, you'll see that, um, that when you are one, you're, you, you usually have trouble communicating with the one on the exact opposite side. Now, typically like 90, I don't know, I would say like 95% of people, their two buying styles in this little circle um, connect. So typically people are not relators and analyzers. They That may be a learned buying style. So if they're a relator, they may be an analyzer by trade, but it's not their main way that they make decisions. Again, like I said, sympathizers and achievers are kind of those opposites in Sympathizers are slower to make decisions. Achievers want to get it done fast. Achievers are, they welcome risk and change and sympathizers do not. Maria, you struggle with the analyzer. Yep, yep. Um, you're an achiever relator, so am I. Um, Victoria, you are a relator. Yep, I would agree with that. And then Mandy, you feel like you are a relator and sympathizer that ha also has tendencies toward the analytical side. I would totally agree with you because you have that learned behavior in the accounting tax world. So, yep, agreed, Maria. I'm a bam, bam, get it done. Let's move on. I don't want to, like, I you if I, if I get the information that you, that I need to make the decision, I'm ready to make the decision. Whereas my husband is an analyzer and he will research things six ways to Sunday. If he is buying a hunting jacket, for example, he will research all of the options that the depth of the internet will provide for him. He will read all of the reviews. It will take him six months to decide, and I'm not kidding because we just went through this process, but it will take him six months to 
decide which hunting jacket is the best one for him. And it's not because he can't make the decision, but he does not feel safe that he is buying the correct one that's going to do all the things that he needs until he has researched all the things. Again, this is not a personality. So my husband has a great personality. He is easy to talk to and, but he is an analyzer. And so when he thinks, when he hears something that doesn't quite make sense to him, or he hears something that the news is trying to shove down our throats and sell to us, he is the one that is the first one to take a step back and go, does this make sense? Wait a minute. Let's think about this. Like he's the one that analyzes all of it. Maria, you'll have to, you'll have to really dive in and determine which one your husband is, because let me just tell you, this is a win-win in marriage, knowing this information. Okay. So again, buying styles, you can effectively communicate better with your customers. This information I'm telling you is not only for your businesses, but it is for your personal relationships as well. You will understand your friends a little bit better. You'll understand your spouses and partners better. I've always said this, sales skills are life skills, and this information just applies to everything that you that we do. Okay, so buying styles, we're going to use them to effectively communicate to serve our community better. Effective communication happens when we identify our customers' buying styles and we communicate in that style. So this is not about communicating in our own. That's the biggest mistake that we make in sales and in conversation with other people is that we are trying to sell to them in our own buying style, which may be the exact opposite of their buying style, which will turn them off and make them just say no, because you're not communicating and giving them the information and making them feel safe or, or that you're relating to them or that you're providing enough data behind what you're saying. So how do we identify these buying styles? The first, the first tip that I'm going to give you is that when you walk into a room and you'll notice that there are two types of people when you, um, when you ask the question, how was your weekend? Or, hey, how are you? There are two types of people. Some of them are going to say, good. How are you? Those people are typically achievers and analyzers. If they say, if you say, how was your weekend? And they say, good. We, you know, I took my kids to the park and then we went here and then we went there and they give you way more information. They're usually on the relator sympathizer side, because again, they are relationship outcomes or they are, they are relationship people buying styles and achievers, analyzers are outcome buying styles and they don't love the small talk piece, right? So that's one way to understand, to kind of narrow down which side of the fence that they're on, on the outcomes and relationships piece. And then after that, you just have to continue asking questions. So don't be afraid in your conversations with a potential customer or an, or a, cu a customer of yours to ask what how how would you like this information presented what's important to you are there any other people that you'll need a, their opinions or that I can get this information to 
again, sympathizers are going to ask their whole team. So why not bring in their whole team when you're discussing your offer once you get to that point in the sales process? Again, achievers want to make the decision and make it quickly. There may be an additional person that they need to get buy-in from, but they are typically the people that will get the information they need, and then they will relay it, get a quick decision for you, and get back to you. Again, relators are relationship and recognition driven. They want to like you, to buy from you. They're going to make, like, they're the more impulsive of the four. And then on the flip side of that, analyzers are going to take a long time to decide. They're going to, you know, research on their own. They're going to analyze the situation until they can't analyze it anymore. So you just need to continue asking questions. And as you learn more about them, they will give you hints as to what type of buying style that they are. So again, sales is building relationships, effective communication, and I'm hoping that these tips and this information from today will help you with more effective communication with not only your customers. And when I say customers, if you are a leader, if you own the company or you are a team leader of any kind, your customers are your team. Your customers are also the people purchasing the services and products, but you also have a second group of customers, which is your team. But this will not only help with effective communication with your customers, it will help with effective communication with your personal relationships as well. So again, sales is about solving problems so that you can serve your community well. Everyone can be great because everyone can serve. And I would love to serve your community wherever you are and whatever that looks like. I'm available for speaking engagements and trainings and workshops. And you can email me at hello at lindsayfletcher.co. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Small Business Sales and Strategy Podcast. If you found this info useful, will you please leave me a review wherever you are listening? It will not only bless me, but it will also help others find this podcast as well. I'd also love to connect with you. So don't forget to join my free Facebook community for business women. The link is in the show notes. And last but not least, if you'd like to snag a sales and marketing strategy session with me so you can start 2024 off on the right foot, email me at hello at lindsayfletcher.co. Thank you again for listening and we'll chat next week.